Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and I am delighted to be joined by film composer Sherry Chung. Sherry is a stalwart of Hollywood and I'm excited to be talking with her about how she works with clients to produce the music that goes alongside and helps tell the story that's also on the screen. So she's creative, absolutely she's creative, but she's got strict guidelines to follow. You probably never heard of Sherry Chung, but you will almost certainly have heard her music. She's written for some of the great American TV shows and some films. So Riverdale, Blindspot, The Red Lion, Batwoman, Kung Fu, um, the new Gremlins series. And she has just made history by being elected the first female governor of the Television Academy's music branch. What you're listening to now is The Journey Begins, which is from that Gremlins soundtrack. I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Sherry Chung. So welcome to Harmonious World, Sherry Chung. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. That's great. So I want to talk to you about the soundtrack for Based on a True Story, which is a new thing yes. that you've just done, but also about your your background and the way you're working in Hollywood, which, you know, sounds terribly glamorous, but I'm sure isn't always. One of the things I particularly want to talk to you about is how you, although you're obviously very creative, you have to, you work within constraints. Yes. So, in you know, a, with the film, you've got to, it's got to fit with the film. Absolutely. I mean, I, it's so funny because I feel like as a creative and I wonder if your other listeners would feel who are creatives would feel the same way that, you know, it's, it's, I, I need, I need parameters. Like I, I need, I need like that, you know, to build that sort of sandbox, that playground, and then I can have fun in that playground, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's very much, um, there's, and there's all, there's all kinds of constraints. There's all kinds of parameters and it's, uh, uh, it's, I mean, you mentioned one, it's like, it's got to fit within the film. So obviously there's, you know, there's parameters of, of like creative ones where it's like, you know, this is, this is not necessarily what my entire vision is. It's got to work within the the, uh, the vision of your filmmaker or your or your producer or your director um, or your showrunner you know depending on on who who your who your god is <laughs> as it were in, in on any given project but there's also time constraints is it oh it's got to be done in three weeks so it's got to be done in one week or it's got to be done in three months or something whatever it is and then there's also budget constraints you know it's we don't have the budget to record a, a large orchestra so you know, how, how am I going to design the score? Because it can't be necessarily a fully orchestral, um, you know, sound if there's not a budget to be able to to properly produce that sound. Um, so I guess, how do I do? I mean, for me, I, I just work really well. I, I work better with those types of constraints. Um, but I think it's also, it's a puzzle. I, I like I like that puzzle. I like that um, that challenge, I guess. Um, but, it, but it's also, it, it's also, it, it can be difficult. It can be difficult because you, you, you sort of run up to these against these roadblocks and you say, okay, well, you know, I, I can't get it done with this amount of money with this amount of time. So I have to design it in a way that, that it can be done. Um, and some of that, some of that's a little bit of my schooling, you know, I did go to school for it, but some of it's just, you know, the, the, the school of the experience of doing it and you, and 
you know, sometimes it's not always going to be the, the, you know, what you wanted it to be, but you know what, you're not the only one who's dealing with those constraints. <laughs> you know, your, your, your filmmakers are also, it, you know, it's never going to be exactly, you know, no one has unlimited resources unless you're, you know, Hans Zimmer or Steven Spielberg, maybe. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So one of the things that fascinates me is how you decide on the orchestration. So, you know, whether you're going for a trio or a quartet or a string or, or, or you know, um, who makes that decision? Do you make that decision and come to it for a brief or does somebody else make that decision? Yes. <laughs> we all, we all kind of, I mean, I, I, there are definitely times where um, I think a lot of your listeners have, have heard of like temp music, you know? So what, so when I get a project, whether it's a film or whether it's a, a, a an episode, you know, a lot of times they've already put temporary score in there. And, and, and I guess it just, I guess it happens because, you know, a lot of editors like to do it because they, they want to cut to the music or, but a lot of times for the, for the network uh, higher ups, the executives, for the people that, that, that the filmmakers have to answer to, you know, there's, there's, they, they need, they need to hear one of your music. And sometimes it's just a good way to just kind of just get some ideas flowing, you know? So a lot of times the music is, you know, the, that temporary music is, 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 um, it's suggesting, you know, a, a, a sound, but a lot of times I'll come into it and I'll be like, you know, I'm kind of thinking this, I'm kind of thinking that. And, and, and they'll say, well, cool. I, I, I'm thinking that as well. Or like, wow, I hadn't thought about that show me, you know, what do you mean? And sometimes I'll sort of retemp it myself before, or sometimes I'll just write something and be like, Oh, this is, this is kind of what I'm thinking. So again, I, I think some of those ideas happen because, and I think this is really fascinating that I've, I've kind of learned over time that not every, um, not every instrument works on every character, not every instrument works on every look of a of a project sometimes guitar really doesn't work sometimes acoustic guitar really doesn't work on something um sometimes strings really don't work and sometimes they do work it, or sometimes it's only strings that work and it's just it's a really interesting it, it, i think it's fascinating i don't think there's a rule to it it's just sometimes it, it just doesn't feel right you know and other times it, it does it really could only be that you know so it's definitely a, a conversation it's a collaborative effort um, and it's a trial and error and just throw things out there and see what works, see what sticks, see what resonates with people and, and what doesn't. Yeah. Do you sometimes get a brief that, that where there's a specific instrument that evokes us or, or represents a specific character? Yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll actually write some of those things into the script, you know, like, you know, at which I mean, between us all, I find that that a little irritating. <laughs> I mean, it's part of the story. Like, for instance, you know, I'm, um, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I, I think I, I think I read this somewhere, like on the show Wednesday. You know, we all knew that the character Wednesday plays cello, so that was kind of written into the script. That's a little bit different, you know. Um, so, so for something like that, where it's like, oh, this character is playing guitar, or they're going to be on stage and they're going to be playing those instruments, or they're going to be in a band. That's different, you know. That's yeah, not yeah. really talking so much about score so much as it, you know, but it does influence sometimes, um, you know, but yes, sometimes it's written in there and sometimes um, it's also written into the script. Sometimes that, that there's a lot of um, what we call needle drops or source music. There's a lot of licensed songs and that kind of thing. And I take note of that because in the score, if I know there's going to be a lot of licensed songs and if I know what they are or what, what kind of music it's going to be, um, that actually can influence score a little bit too. For instance, if it's going to be like, you know, alt rock or something, I, I don't even know if that's a 
a phrase we even use anymore, <laughs> but like it's just going to be that kind of rock, there's a rock thing or there's a rock element and there's going to be a lot of like, you know, electric guitar or, you know, like, like that kind of stuff. I won't write that into the score. You know, it's like, okay, we're already going to have that. So the score I think might have a different sway. Maybe it'll be acoustic guitar instead, or maybe it'll be more acoustic, um, you know, of an approach. You know, there's just, there's a way to work with that kind of music that's sometimes opposite and it's somehow it has to, has to jive with it. Right. That's fascinating. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but um, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So you are, um, you're working quite a lot at a, at a, at a fairly high level and you're, you're quite influential um, in terms of uh, you are, I have just been told that you've been the, elected the first female governor of the television Academy's music branch. That's huge. I, it's great. It's crazy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's interesting. I mean, I, what's funny is that it's not just, just, just for the listeners out there, it's not, um, in the music branch, there, there are, there are 30, 31, there are 31 branches of our television academy. So this, this would be the, the academy that gives out the Emmys, let's just yeah. say, as opposed yeah, yeah. to the one that gives out the Oscars, which is the motion picture academy. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Grammys, which is the recording academy. Um, so, so with the television academy, there's 31 branches, and, and one of them is music. And you know, there are there are other branches that have had female uh, governors for a long time. So it's really only our music branch that has has not had a female uh, governor until until me. So it, so it's 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 great, and and it's uh it's it's a privilege. It's definitely a position of service, and um, it's a volunteer position. And I'm 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 happy to serve it. I'm happy to do it. And it's and it's a uh, it's uh, a lot more work than I expected, but, it's, but I think it's important, you know, and it's, I think it's, you know, just when you're representing, I'm not a political person. So being sort of elected into something where there's there, it's, it's a bit, it's, it's not, it's not really political per se, but it's definitely more political than um, any other position I've, I've ever, you know, like anything else I've, I've done before. So it's, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege. It's an honor, I think, you know, to sort of represent your, your peer group and your, your peers and your colleagues and, um, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I truly believe in the integrity of, of the award, which is not the only thing that the television Academy does, but I definitely believe in the integrity of the award and, and the Academy itself. So yeah, it's a yeah. good honor. Yeah. I mean, Emmys are very well respected and they are, they're, they're often what we, we take as, as a kind of badge of something, especially, especially stuff that's come over from the States. You know, if it's come over and it's it's had Emmy nominations already, we go, okay, kind of that's we know there's a there's a quality about that. And I think especially Emmys for the for the music, because obviously, you know, somebody like me, when I choose to listen to choose to watch a television show, the music is hugely important. And if if, if I don't like the music, that puts me off completely. So. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. There's, there's a, there's a caliber, um, you know, a, a caliber and a, and a, and a vetting. It's almost like, oh, this person is, or, or that score one or this television show, you know, was nominated and, it's, and it means something. And I, I like that. I think it's, it's, it's very cool, you know, and it's, and it's, it's just a way, I mean, everybody says awards don't matter. Um, unless you <laughs> yeah. win one, <laughs> maybe yeah. um, until you win one, but uh, or 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 nominated or something. But I do think that you know, as, as you said, it, there's there is that um, you know pedigree or something that that kind of comes with it. You know, there's something about it that that it's um it's a, it's like a vetting process in our in our industry, and so it's it's well respected. It's, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, you know, film and television has come under a lot of criticism for its lack of representation. And I think the fact that, you know, you've been given this voice, this sort of platform, if you like, you don't have to be political about it, but you but but you're nevertheless, you are representing the rest of us, you know, r- women yeah. or people of color or whatever it is, you know. So absolutely, absolutely. It's a great, it's a great honor all around, all around. I think the television academy is doing a lot of really great work in 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 that way and and always having the, you know, having diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, they're really striving for that. They're really trying to make moves for that, which is which is great. So join, joining the ranks of other organizations in our industry that are doing the same, which is really a great. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, programs that you have produced the music for is Gremlins. And yes. um, I'm, I'm playing some clips within this podcast. And I started with The Journey Begins, which is a lovely I, I really like that but what Thank I'd you. like to play now is a clip from Reeking Havoc So why I particularly like that track is I haven't seen that scene from Gremlins, but I can imagine these little Gremlin characters running around wreaking havoc. Yeah. So that particular piece of music is really evocative of, of and 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 it paints a picture in your head. That's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. They, that that the show, the animated series, it's an animated prequel series to the original. Um, films um, directed by Joe Dante and he was, he's actually a producing or sorry a consulting producer on the animated series as well so that's that was really great um, to have his input and, and his blessing if you, if you were as it were and so but yeah it was um, writing for the little for the little the little gremlins as they're as they're just wreaking havoc and causing mayhem and just being little jerks you know, they, it just it, it's it, it was kind of one of my favorite. There were so many things I, lo- I love about scoring that project, but um, those little guys are just some of my favorite to to write for because it was just they're just it's kind of circusy. They're they're just kind of you know it's it's like fun fun you know mayhem you know yeah. fun chaos as it were. And so it kind of took a more of a circus you know. Um, circus feel to at least it, it feels that way for for me that was kind of like the goal it's like you know something that's just that's that's you know fun but uh, but chaotic and, and and kind of messy and it's you know um and just musically not to get too nerdy but but musically i, I there was always a tritone on the bottom like, like kind, of, kind of like an oompa sound but just you know the tritone so something that's a, that, that's a little bit off-putting that's not entirely stable but it's but it's slightly predictable and it's in its rhythm. So you, so there's something stable about it, but there's also something that's, that's kind of off, which is kind of how I, I view them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's um, because within the 
the sort of the chaos of, as you say, the original film and, and now the animation is um, there's a sense that although it's sort of chaotic and a bit bonkers and a bit there's there's a there's a safety in it. There's a there's a stability in it. There's a do you know what I mean? Which I think is exactly yeah. what you get from that music. So. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Oh, gosh. And I just I love the films, too. And it just it would it just it, it, like something so endearing about yeah. about even even the even the bad Mogwai, you know, even, even the, even the bad gremlins, there's just, there's something, there's something just kind of like super, super fun about them. Um, and it's, and it's, it's really, it's kind of fascinating. Like you, you kind of love to root for them, you know, cause they're just yeah. causing, causing chaos and just doing all the things that we might wish that we could do. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit about based on a true story and about how you came to work on that soundtrack? Yeah, so based on a true story, um, live action. So that was, and and it's also kind of its own chaos. You know, it's a murder mystery thriller. You know, comedic thriller, I guess. Um, which is actually, you know, when you when you kind of get into it, it's actually more about an everyday couple just on the down and outs. You know, just trying to do what they can to 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 make it work and and save their marriage. You know, and they're just having they're just you know hitting a hard time financially and then you know maritally. Somehow I heard about the project and I was like, I really want to go for this. I really want to like, you know, meet on this project. And turns out I knew I already had known the showrunner, um, the creator and showrunner. I had worked with his wife on another project that, but but unbeknownst to to me, and I think even to him for a little bit. And then and then we realized who each other were. Um, but I did demo for the project and took a meeting on it. And we just <clears throat> really saw eye to eye on, you know, so, sort of creatively and visually what we wanted it to be, what he was creating and, and what musically I wanted it to be. And uh, it just kind of worked. And, and we, um, it was just, I don't know, it was, it was just a really, really fun collaboration. Um, but it was, it was tough tonally, I would say, to fig- for me to figure out. We, we, we had to do a little bit of back and forth, um, which, was, which was very natural, back and forth of just, you know, collaborating and saying, does this work? Does this work? I don't know. And I really, I really did lean on him for a lot of direction to like, let, let me know, is it too far funny? Is it, too, is it not far enough in the, in the thriller aspect? Is it not far enough in the funny aspect? And so I really, you know, it was a great collaboration because I really needed him to, to sort of tell me like, actually, we, we don't need to be this frantic. We don't need to be this funny. The actors are carrying that, you know, we, we, we actually want to lean more into the horror aspect of it. Oh, okay, cool. You know, so that was, that was, but it was, it was a challenge, a good challenge, a creative challenge to find tonally and to sort of figure out what, how far it needs to lean in, in either direction. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, Tell me a little bit about your background, about how you got into this kind of music. I am a I'm a classically trained pianist and which all sounds very sounds sounds all cool and all but I I I tell people that like I I was I was a very I was a very talented a gift a gifted pianist and I say that humbly because I say because I feel like that when I was younger that I I was seemed very gifted and talented and then my age caught up with my talent and so and so as I got older it wasn't that impressive because <laughs> Because, you know, just I, I feel like, you know, it just it just, um, you know, I, I was not meant to be a classical performer, uh, classical pianist performer. Um, I realized that very early on. But I have but I have used it over the years for my um, 
for my creativity. You know, I, so I think I started, I started realizing that I, at a young age, I wanted to write. I wanted to like create as opposed to just practice the music that already was, although I did love that training as well. And I think that it really helped me in my musical training and in, in learning theory. And I think I was really fascinated with how music was put together. And I also think at a, at a young age, I realized, oh, there is an occupation called a composer because I had to learn about my composers as I, as I studied their music. And around 12 or 13, I saw a little film called Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, an amazing score by Michael Kamen. And I was really blown away by that score. I just, I had never, of course I'd seen movies before and heard music and we heard scores, but I just never heard music like that before. I never saw, you know, a film and music work together in, in that way, or at least in a way that just moved me as much. And that's when I decided I wanted to do that for a living. And I really didn't know what, you know, what, what that was. And, you know, the internet wasn't what it was then as, that it is now. And so I couldn't just Google search it or, you know, YouTube videos on how to become that or how to get into that. So, um, and I'm also 12 or 13 at the time. I mean, you know, so I'm just going to continue with my, with, you know, school and learn as much as I could and, and just, trying to study as much as I could. And then I went to college. Um, I did my undergrad in composition and theory. So I took a very sort of formal training route. And then I did graduate work in, um, in um, writing for, for film and TV. So I just, so I, so again, there are lots of ways to be successful in this industry and to get into this industry. But for me, like, you know, learning it and, going to school for it was definitely the way that I need, I needed for me. Um, and then after I graduated, I became an assistant to Walter Murphy who writes the music for family guy and American dad. And that's kind of how I started getting into television. I didn't do any writing for him, but I did some orchestration and I just was learning so much from him and how to work with musicians how to work with live musicians and how to write on the, on a TV schedule. Uh, he's such a fast writer and such a brilliant writer. And so I just learned, you know, learned kind of like out of my league, you know, in that way. But all the while I'm, I'm working in my league, you know, doing my own, you know, student films and smaller projects and in, independent projects, commercials, and, and just kind of cutting my teeth on my, my little, my little things, you know, as it were. Um, and then I started working as an additional writer, additional composer for Blake Neely, who does a lot of work in television um, and episodic and just started really cutting my teeth in, in sort of in writing at a much higher level than I was, you know, ever writing before. And then from there, I've just, you know, kind of branched out and got my own, you know, higher profile projects, my own, built my, up my own network. And that's kind of where we are now, I guess. But yeah, it, it all kind of started from being, from being a musician, you know, and learning to read music and just being a part of music from a, a young age and, and then seeing that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe want to get there. Oh, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for yeah. telling you a bit about your story. It's it's really, yes, really thank great. you for the thank you for the opportunity. It's always it's always it's always fun to it's always fun, I think, to kind of revisit and, and look in, in, in retrospect and you can see how far you've come and really it puts things in perspective. So I, I appreciate the opportunity <laughs> to revisit <laughs> all of that. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you so much, Sherry. Thanks so much, Hilary. I really appreciate it.
Thank you for listening to that conversation with composer Sherry Chung. What you're listening to now is Transporting the Body, which is from Based on a True Story. Thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World. And don't forget that you can support the show. Also check out some of my album reviews on the blog. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.